Hey there, uh, Cave Comedy Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to, uh, sex and other human activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and, um, I wrote in and, uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then, um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could, uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only. You know, I lost my family, I lost my house. And, um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list, because he needs, he needs your, your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. Alright, welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. And you have a problem. Or at least, a, it's not really your problem. It's not my problem. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a friend's problem. Yeah, yeah, I've got, um... So I am currently in the midst of helping one of my friends plan a, her marriage. Um, it's someone that she's been dating for, like... I guess it was like the anniversary was currently was four years. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like she's older than I am. And I know that she definitely and she's like a beautiful, amazing woman that is like very successful and is doing everything she's always needed to do. But she comes from like a a rough family of like never being supported. Yeah. And her her mom died a very tragic death um, about like eight years ago and it kind of like ruined her yeah um, because they were very close like she was only close to her mother and her entire family so now she's just like left to be like preyed on by the rest of the family they all make make her feel like shit pretty much and um so she's been dating this dude and i'm fine with him he's like one of those guys that like He's got a lot of female friends, uh-huh. and he's really, like, whenever I see him, we, like, bro down, and we drink, and we laugh, but he treats her like shit. Yeah. He talks down to her always, and he makes her feel terrible all the time. Like, the way in which he speaks to her, you know, other people even watch it, and they're like, why would you put up with that? Yeah. Why would you ever do that? And then he asked her to marry him, and she said yes, and they're getting married, and she's always bringing up, like, little things of how, like, you know, you know I cried myself to sleep last night because yeah. he said this. And and it's like the thing is that, of course, all, you know, you know, she's an emotional woman as well. But he also – it's, like, things like when she asked him to pay – like, help her with, like, some of the bills because she runs a business. She's always at the business. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry it's so hard for you to write out a check yeah. and put it in the mail. It's like if someone talked to me like that, I would fucking scratch their eyes out. <laughs> and he doesn't treat her with respect. I mean, I think that's what some people don't realize about uh, certain things like that is that it's not just that it, you know, okay, writing out a check and put it in the mail. That, granted, it doesn't take a lot of time, but that's not what it's about. No, it's, it's about a- sitting down and figuring. So it, it's time. That's yeah, time. It's, it's not just time, it's also just getting one thing off of your mind. 
Just putting taking one thing out of your day, out of uh, your list that you don't have to worry about anymore. Right. Because uh, I don't I don't know how how you are, but I know when I have a list of things to do, even if I'm on a certain task, if there's a lot of things, I have a hard time focusing on that task because I'm thinking about all the other tasks that have to happen after that. Exactly. Uh, and and if you're running a small business, Jesus fucking Christ, the amount of tax or tasks that you have on hand every day are fucking ridiculous so just that one small thing can make all the difference just that one thing that like all right and it's not just that but it's also having the feeling of i've got a partner i've got That's someone is, to help partnership me. yeah like i've got a partner who helps me that when i need something or not even really need but just when i want something that will make my life a little bit better they'll be there to do that for me you know and to you know and it's and you don't even need to be like, like you know, if, and I know who we're talking about. I, I know this woman. And it's not like she was like, I need you to write out the bills. Could you just do one fucking thing for me and write out the bills? No. She asked like, hey, could you please? I'm sorry to have I'm to ask sorry you to, have to do to this. Ask you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I, I know this woman. And also it's like even things like it's hard, um, especially like in this generation, you don't see it very often anymore that in a relationship, like he solely believes that like that's her job. Well, she's choosing to run this side business, which is her entire life. Yeah. So, but it's also still her job to wash the dishes Ugh. and keep the house clean. That's all because he comes from like that kind of a family. It's like a fucking caveman, you know, <laughs> and it, it it's like all you do. It's like, yes, he does work. He works very hard, mm-hmm. but you can't fucking sit on your ass and play video games when you're in your mid thirties, when you're in a partnership, because yeah. that's what it is. Well, sometimes you can, but so, not I mean, of all course, the sometimes time. you can, but not yeah. all the time. You know, it's like even down to like, I made dinner. So you wash the dishes and you shouldn't have to ask yeah. and you shouldn't have to gripe. Because exactly, that's what generations in the past have done. Like, I feel like we've worked through this from, like, between the time of, like, my parents' generations where my mom just did it and shut up about it Mm -hmm. to, like, struggling towards the fact of, like, well, no, we're in a partnership. Yeah. And that's what being partners is. And I think a lot of people forget about that when they're in a relationship sometimes that, like, don't view it as man and woman or man and man or woman. You were... You're two whole people mm. that work together to create a life together. Yeah, to make life better. Right, to make it better. Then why? And it's like, and if you're crying yourself to sleep every night, and she started to get help, which is great, she's starting to get more confidence. Mm. But at the end of the day, when I'm like, why? I mean, I've never actually asked her this, but like in my yeah. head, I'm like, why is she marrying this dude? And she's openly said, like, I want to have children. Yeah. And it's getting late for me, and I want to have children. And it scares me to watch that when, like, especially, you know, I know it's hard to raise children by yourself and to go through in vitro because she does want a partnership. Mm-hmm. But why just marry whatever you have? Yeah. And I, I and I think that a lot of people do do that. And I think that it's something that, like, think to yourself when you're with someone and you want to be with them for a long time. It's like, is this someone that we can make this life together Rather than me working for it and you just reaping the benefits of it. Yeah. And in this situation, you know, I can't tell her don't marry him. No. And, you know, and no one can. No, of course not. And I feel like, which it's like sad in one way to watch that I feel like if her mother were still alive, she seemed like the kind of person that probably would have said don't marry him. Mm -hmm. But she can't hear it from anyone else. 
And it's like, I just feel like I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. I guess there's no real question here. Like, it's just like, I mean, it's just something for, I feel like, to think about if you ever decide to marry someone, that like, it's also another, like, it's a flippant decision now, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I think it's like, so. Well, too. we could just get divorced. And I, I still do think that I've got that like old school belief that like, no, you marry someone and then you just got to fucking. You just, there's you're always going to be hard times. Yeah. Not even like you're done, but it's like, but this is the person I'm choosing to go through those hard times with. Yeah. And it's like I watched my parents that were married, that they now are married, like, I think, I guess 32 years. And most of those years, they just fucking hated each other. Yeah. And, you know, my mom always had friends ask, like, why don't you just leave him? And she didn't want to leave him, you know, for the kids and didn't want to have, you know, have that because she's just, you know, they're older. So it's like that mentality. Yeah. But now they're more in love with each other than they had ever been, like, even from the start. And she's like, because that's the sanctity of marriage. You know, like, we work through it, and then you reap the benefits together. Yeah. And my parents are still together as well, and they went through some real fucking horrible times, real shitty times. Like, I, you know, I almost think that, you know, when I was a kid, like, it was just nothing but bad time yeah just yeah. unhappiness between them like i don't really remember them being like, happy with each other uh, a lot and th- it had and, and maybe i'm totally wrong you know maybe i that was just a kid's perspective and i'm completely wrong about this but i do know that they've gone through some very hard times in their relationship but yeah now they're happier than they've ever been because they got through that shit you know and they stayed together when all of their friends got divorced yeah. i'm all except for one Like, there was one couple that stayed together, but all the rest of their friends got divorced. And all of my mom's sisters, except for two, she's got a lot of sisters, uh, got divorced. uh, Or one one sister and one brother got got divorced. And, you know, they stayed together, you know, despite everyone saying, everyone telling my mom, don't marry that asshole. Uh, But it worked. You know, they they stayed together and it wasn't that they did. They people told mom to not marry him because he was like uh, bad to her or mean to her or nothing. like. He's never mean to her or bad to her. It was just because dad was kind of a fuck up. Uh, but he was also 19. So. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think back then that was more acceptable. You could do that. You could marry at 19 and it would be fine and you could keep going. I just don't know if that's still true. Today, I mean, this has turned into just a conversation about marriage in general. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, maybe someone out there will find it edifying, <laughs> 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 or possibly get them to think about something or think about something in the future. It's possible because we don't have any real answers. Never do. Well, no one really does. I yeah. mean, it's all dependent on each specific person. But yeah, I, we can I, only give general answers to things because remember, folks, we don't know you. Yeah. Like we don't know you outside of an email. And it's impossible to for us to give you. I don't know. It's it's impossible for us to to tailor our advice to you specifically because we don't know your past, we don't know your uh, intentions, we don't know your partner's past or your family's past or anything like that. We can only give you like general advice to think about and then apply to your life. And that's why we also support talking to someone. And seeking out a therapist if you're able to as well. Absolutely. Because then they can get the full story on Mm -hmm. everything and really help you too. Yeah. 
Exactly. Speaking of which, let's get to some questions. You got it. All right. Uh, this first one is from a, a kid named Michael, who uh, is a huge Cave Comedy Radio fan. Hell yeah. And in fact, has said during all through all of his, his depression the last couple of years, CCR has always been there for him. And we thank you for that. Hell yeah, man. And Thanks like, so that much. That fucking means a lot that, you know, that the stupid bullshit that we do here actually helps people. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not just not just this show, but like last podcast and roundtable and like page seven and all that. Like the dumb ones help people, too. And I like that. I still listen to it when I'm, you know, sad when I'm by myself. Yeah. You know, not mine. because then It's <laughs> like I'm just hearing myself talk. But the other ones, too. It's like there's just something about hearing just hearing someone talk sometimes is so soothing, yeah. you know. It really is, especially if you're a Satanist like this kid is. Yeah. <laughs> Hail Satan. Uh, so, um, I mean, the, the letter that we got was, was extremely long. Uh, so we're just going to kind of hit the high points here. Uh, guy's about 19 right now. He lost his grandmother uh, in 2009. From what he's saying, his grandmother was the only stabilizing force in his life. Uh, and then after his grandmother died, uh, he was left to the devices of his uh, his mother, who sounds kind of horrible. Yes. Uh, and her grandfather, and his grandfather, who has Alzheimer's, uh, and has that mean Alzheimer's, not like the funny, cute Alzheimer's where you just I was bedded by a man in Italy. Like no, not man. that. No, I've dealt with I've dealt with mean Alzheimer's in the yeah. past as well, and it's it's terrifying to watch someone that you've known, even if they weren't always great. To begin with, which is in my case, but once he got Alzheimer's, it was just so scary to watch the dead in someone's eyes. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and so he's he's dealing with that. So first of all, the first problem is that his the stabilizing force in his life is gone, and he hasn't found another one. And that's that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is that he attempted suicide at fifteen, uh, and. I don't know if he ever really got over that. He attempted suicide. They uh, locked him up for because seventy-two hours. His mother hours. found him before it. Yeah, his mother found him before he, you know, died, uh, and they God. locked him up for seventy-two hours uh, and was put on a whole bunch of pills and was uh, diagnosed bipolar and something called defiant child syndrome, which. I've never actually. Well, the, no, that's what his mother kept saying. Oh, that's what his mother kept yeah, saying. Yeah, saying okay. that like he didn't have anything wrong with him. Mm. He's just, it's just defiant child syndrome. Ah, uh, yes, just like when someone suffers from depression, people tell you you're just feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah, just get over it. Yeah, just Which get is just, over it. it. I mean, it, that's just like your mother's way of saying I don't understand what that means. I'm scared of that, but instead turns it into anger and makes it your fault instead, yeah. which is not right. No. Especially when it comes to mental illness. We've talked about that in the past. It's never your fault. No. It's just our brains are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's chemicals. It's and like chemicals. that's why you get those meds. And sometimes the meds don't work, which yeah. is what seems in my in Michael's situation. Yeah. Like mental illness is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Right. Like that's to control it. It's your responsibility to control it, to get help for it, and to make sure that it doesn't fuck up your life. Uh, and this kid, he said that he he went on, he was on meds for a little bit, uh, and it made him feel hazy, you know, like it does for a lot of people. And he went off the meds again, lost a few friends because of it, uh, because that'll that'll happen sometimes. You know, I I know that you know some medication does make you hazy, uh, and 
I think if me- that medication is making you hazy, I think a lot of people think that because that one medication gave you a side effect that you didn't like or that you couldn't you couldn't handle that all medication is going to give you the uh that same result and that's not true at all like you can and you don't and i'll fucking say this again man like you don't have to be on certain medication for the rest of your life like i was on zola for a while i'm not i haven't been on it for almost a year now because it Uh, just treats different things that you're dealing with at the time and sometimes you learn to overcome it as well yeah I mean, it's part I, of growing up too when you're you know when you're diagnosed so young that like that is you know part of your shifting hormones that still happens throughout your entire life it just changes with time sometimes yeah it really does and it's so it's so hard because you know I started dealing with this stuff and was diagnosed with this stuff at like 22 23 uh, and or about 20 yeah 22 23 and um, I was almost out of college and I still found it so fucking hard to accept and to deal with. I couldn't imagine dealing with that shit as a teenager Yeah, with all the shit that you have to deal with being at just being a teenager with everything else compounded on it. When you already kind of hate yourself a little bit right? and you're wondering, am I weird? Am I wrong? Am I is, am I always going to feel this way? You're also worried about like, it's it's like someone is telling you, yeah, you're you're wrong. You're wrong. Like yeah. you're there's something there is something wrong with you. Well, especially dealing with a a mother like yours as well, where it's like there's the full end of the spectrum of like mothers that completely deny it, which is terrible, which just fucks with your psyche and just makes you feel like a piece of shit. And then there's the other hand of there's a lot of mothers now that like oh, he's weird, give him, like, throw all the medication on him, give him the medication, mm-hmm. make him, like, make him better, you know? But it's, like, just two different ways of hurting you. Yeah. You know, and that's something that you also need to remember that, like, that, like, negativity that she puts on you and has, I mean, has always done is not right. No. And, you know, you have something that you need to overcome and something that you need to work on. And especially, like you said, he gets off the medications – and things get worse. Yeah. Because we need medication. It's just a fact. That's the thing that some people just need it to get through the day. And just because it makes you hazy, find a different medication. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think, that's, I think that's also like your next step. Mm-hmm. Get back on medication. And then next, he's got a crazy fucking woman to deal with uh, that he dated for seven months. And she suddenly told him that she was asexual and then went uh, and that's come on, kids. What's up with this? What's what's the deal with this asexual bullshit? Like, I don't get I, I don't get it. it it's uh, it's just I think it's also that thing where so many people are like, I have Asperger's like, no, you're an asshole. Yeah. And There's no, a, she's apathetic. Yeah. She's just she just doesn't <laughs> care at all. Uh, and that's I think that's also the I think she should learn to start saying apathetic instead of asexual because she's not asexual. Maybe she's grappling with like homosexuality issues. There's like maybe a lot of things. Maybe she's had things done to her in the past that makes her not want to have sex, not mm-hmm. want to be close to someone. But asexual is a whole different ball game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really is. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of a story that your brother Henry tells. Uh, of a girl that he was so in love with and she broke up with him because uh, she said, 
I'm a misanthrope. God. <laughs> like, ah. All right. Man, I mean, sometimes, I mean, shit, I don't know if this is true or not, but sometimes people will say anything when they just don't really want to be with you anymore. Yes. I mean, that sucks, and that's I know that's harsh, but sometimes people just say that shit, and it's okay to call them on their bullshit and to tell them, like, listen, if you don't want to be with me, just don't be with me. Yeah, don't like, make up some bullshit. Don't yeah. put a label on you. Because it's also like, I feel like part of labeling yourself, because then, you know, you hear people exactly. I have I've Asperger's syndrome. Or like you walking into a room being like, I'm bipolar. So <laughs> it's like, no, that's not. So deal with uh, it. Yeah, it's like that's not. Like when you just label yourself, it's like, well, then that explains everything. And I don't need to talk about it any further. No, exactly. Call around her fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It, it's. And I, I definitely understand that, yes, Asperger's is a real thing. Of course. And that asexual people do exist. Yes. But God damn, is it so rare. Like, and if you're it's so out rare. With and her this in is a not. movie theater. Like, yeah. If you're making out with it, yeah. And that's what he says that he's made. After that, he just started. He made out with her in the movie theater once. And it's, you know, it's uh, the fucking forget about her. You need a woman you can fuck, obviously. Like it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, you told I stole that from you, but yeah. <laughs> well, that was the first thing I read afterwards. I was like, you need to fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you. Need, I mean, not that that's gonna answer all your problems at all, but like, find someone that like I don't know. Sometimes lust really can help in certain situations. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Sex is the answer. Yes, uh, it's not most of the time. No, most of the time but, it's but it's not going to be the time, answer at all. But this time, I feel like sex really would help. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would really help. <laughs> I think so too. I, I agree completely. And and he says that she's been you know like texting him. Well, because uh, she's away in college. Now, yeah. So it was a long term relationship anyway. So basically, she wasn't sleeping with you before, and she's asexual. But you guys are still. Bo- you're not boyfriend and girlfriend. No. You're friends. You That's were just it. friends. And I know that now you're confused because she's still texting you and you're like, does she want to be with me? I think she just wants to be your friend. Yeah. Which is fine. And, like, you can still have feelings for her and that sucks. But don't invest anything else in her. Yeah, man. (laughs) That's not worth your time, especially with all the other shit you got going on. Like, you do need friends, though. Yeah. You need to talk to her about stuff. And I think that, like, you, you haven't gone into real detail with her, you said, about your mom and the past and everything, but talk to her about it. Yeah. If it's someone that you were with for seven months, like in you trust, if you trust her and you said that like you can't afford therapy, you're in a weird place too. Cause now you're, you live with your mother mm-hmm. and you have a part-time job at Walgreens and that you can't move out. So, you know, being that young too, I still think that you could probably try and go to a center, if you can, like, I don't know how close you are. I know they said you weren't going to high I mean, school in South he, Central. He said that, yeah. I mean, he said he's going to high school in South – here he went to high school in South Central, and he's going to a community college and all that. So if you've got a community college and – yeah, I mean, you're obviously in fucking, like, Los Angeles somewhere. Yeah. So you can go somewhere. You, you, you may can not definitely it, get therapy. You may not go be able to go to a – you know, you may not be able to go to a therapist's office that has a real nice waiting room with Esquire, you know, waiting for you to read while you're waiting for your doctor. But you can go to a shitty clinic where people might be screaming 
Uh, and, you know, that might be a little rougher, but it's better than nothing. And honestly, sometimes a visceral situation like that can really make you open up. Yeah. You know, because you're just like, I'm here. I'm mm. going to fucking do this. And, like, you need to talk to someone about this stuff. Your mom is not an answer, and you're living in a toxic environment, and you need yeah. to get out of there as well. Get right the fuck out. And, and you said you have a part-time job, and she takes the money for that as rent. You get another job. Don't tell her about it. No. Well, she like is she gonna question you if you're out of the house? She probably fucking wants you out of the house anyway. <laughs> so why don't you just get a full time job? Do anything you possibly can. Don't tell her about it. Yeah. Save up as much money as you can and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. You don't. have to. You have to. Yeah, have to, man. Just don't, I mean, get a a room somewhere. Or go out and, like, you know, you're texting with Shasta. She's in Colorado. You know, you know someone there. Yeah. If you can make enough money to, you know, save up for a flight, I bet she'd let you stay on her couch for a little while while you save up more money to get a place of your own. Because it's like, you you have to. You yeah. have to completely separate yourself. When your environment is that toxic, all you're going to have is toxic thoughts. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it seems like in this email and, like, Suicide is not the answer. No. Suicide never. is never the answer. And especially with you, there are ways out. You can do this. You're in college. You yeah. can get a job. There is always a way out. Yes, always. I, I mean, there is, it may not be easy and it may not be pretty and you're prop and you're going to have to do shit that you don't want to do that you've never wanted to do. But you know what, man? You don't live in a Vietnamese prison camp. Yeah. You're not having bamboo shoots, you know, shoved up your fucking fingers. And the only way out is suicide. Right. You're not in that kind of situation. None of you are. I mean, it's I mean, I doubt that anyone that's listening. I mean, maybe in some extreme situations, but the vast majority of the people listening right now have a way out. Whether it, it, I mean, it might, it's going to suck. It's not going to be the best way out and it's not going to be what you want and it's not going to be easy, but you have a way out. And I feel like that's something you should really just plant inside your fucking head. Yeah. Say it every day. You know, like every, like if you're working from the second you're awake to the second you go to sleep on anything to make money, mm-hmm. you can find stuff to make money. I mean, hell, you were a custodian. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, like you're obviously not, like, not that that's a terrible job, but it's like obviously you're do, willing I mean, to do what you need to do to I've get I've been money. a janitor before. It's not pleasant. It's not fun. No, it's really I imagine not. it's not fun. No. But I, I was just, a janitor for a year. It's, it, but I did it to in order to live in New York City. Right. You know, I, I did it to do what I wanted to do, uh, and you can do that too, man. I think. I think. Hell yeah. I. You know, I'm really sorry about your grandmother, but you should just look at what her life was as well as a role model for you to continue on. Mm-hmm. That remember that stability and remember the vibes that she gave off of home and of comfort and just try to embody that as well as yeah. you go through life try to be your own stabilizing force exactly or use her ghost as a stabilizing <laughs> force no i'm yeah, serious like, <laughs> i'm to- i'm totally fucking serious I at am- least her memory yeah yeah i use my grandmother's ghost as a stabilizing force if i'm going to be completely honest i do sometimes i can i've seen her in my dreams and it's i still weirdly feel that they st- i mean a lot of people that i guess it's controversial but i still feel the power of my grandfather yeah i, I still do and i still feel my grandmother yeah. like i've i have you know and i've talked to my dad about it and he was like yep me too like all right 
All right. And they didn't get along very well for the most part. You know, I mean, and I didn't even get along with her. I wasn't extremely close to her either. You know, she was a extremely hard woman to get close to. Uh, but I don't know. I, I feel her and like the dreams that I've had that she is in is been some of the most vivid dreams I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, and, you know, even my girlfriend is kind of she's like, oh, no, she's yeah, I know. She's like she's I've felt something as well. Because, like, I mean, weirdly enough, the physical body is gone, but the energy, where does the energy go? Yeah, it might, I where mean, does the we, positive energy go? Yeah, you might poo-poo us yeah, or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I understand. Do it, yeah, I it's understand. easily poo-pooed, but however, helps me get through the fucking day. And who are you to tell us that that's wrong? Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it doesn't, we're not hurt, it's not hurting anybody. You know, I can understand if, you know, if a belief that someone has actively hurts another person, then yes, that belief is bullshit. Right. But if it hurts nobody, then and it fuck, only helps then, you and it, and it only helps you and only makes you a happier, healthier person. Then fuck off. Get over yourself. Like, stop trying to make other people feel like shit because you're an asshole. And also remember that, like, being close to your mo- like your mother acting yeah, that sorry way. i totally got off track there no no it's all good <laughs> <laughs> i mean no it's still on track that's yeah, still yeah, on yeah. track like and just remember that you're you know don't take in your mother's negative energy because i feel like a lot of times especially when it's a parent that is um bad at being a parent i'm just gonna like have some a people general, are just like, really bad at it and uh, that you don't need to be that way and i feel like you see a lot of kids that like go a different way when their parents are shitty and like, that then they're shitty too mm-hmm. but you don't have to be shitty you're you're smarter than that and you can control yourself better than that and i think that if you can just fucking get out of that house man yeah and try and get back on medication try Try your fucking ass off. Try different ones. Try one. Uh, try for a few weeks. See how it feels. It's going to take a few weeks. That's the thing about medications that it takes a little while for it to start working. I think some people, you know, um, they think that it is some sort of magic pill that you know where you instantly feel better. If you're taking Xanax, then yeah, that you're going to yeah, instantly no, you'll feel, zonk out. Yeah, you'll fucking zonk out. Uh, but any kind of antidepressant or antipsychotic or uh, bipolar medication is going to take a little time for it to build up in your system, so give it a chance. And sometimes those symptoms go away. You know, sometimes right. you, you know, will start taking something and then you'll feel kind of a little fucked up for like two weeks and then you're fine again. Yeah. So give it a chance. Just give it a chance because it's going to help you immensely. And... Yeah, because honestly, I feel like if you ever, which has happened to me before, when you stop taking your meds and you lose your friends and your life comes crashing down around you, then you need to be on the meds. Yeah, you just have to be. Because even if it's just self-destructing, even if you're just doing it to yourself, that's your, that's what you're doing. That's what your brain is doing to yourself. And it you need to have control over it because that's your responsibility. Always is. Always will be. All right. Thanks for writing in, though, Michael. Yeah, thank you so much. I hope we at least help you out just a little bit. All right, well, let's move on to our next question. All right. All right. So we're going to uh, get to this uh, last letter today. And remember, if you guys have any uh, questions or comments for us, uh, write to us at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com or Facebook. or There's a million fucking ways to get a hold of us. Find us. Yeah, it's pretty 
pretty easy. Uh, but this girl would like to be called Wednesday. All right. All right. So this is from Wednesday. Okay, guys, I hoped I would never have to email you, but the time has come. I just need another outside perspective on this whole situation called love. My fiancé and I have been together for three years, and we are two peas in a pod, like, perfect for each other. Only thing is our career goals have just not been working together. He is an entertainer and a damn good one at that. He's been doing it forever, and I would never want to take that away from him. I'm currently in college and working practically full-time in a sales job. My goal right now is to finish college, at least in associates, and his goal is to get as much opportunity as he can in entertainment. He often has to travel out of town for at least a week or more, which would be okay, but for some reason, it just really is not. I know part of it is because I have abandonment issues from my father from when I was a kid. Oftentimes, when he is gone, I get the same old feeling back, and I get depressed or sometimes even have a panic attack. He does absolutely everything to reassure me that he will be coming back. It would never leave me behind, but still these feelings just overwhelm me. He just today told me that he might get a, uh, a great opportunity consulting for a TV show, but it includes him possibly being out of town for a month and a half. For him, he doesn't see why it's a big deal for me to just come out and visit him for a couple of weeks or even just go with him altogether. I feel like he has always wished that I could just drop everything and just go with him. But I have school and work and really can't do everything. And also still mentally, I really doubt I would be okay with it. So I had a scene in my closet which included many tears and a psychotic amount of hyperventilating. Then I called my mom. The fact of the matter is I just can't go on like this. I get so unhappy, but I cannot break up with him and just not deal with all this pain because he's the only one for me. All right. So. And we still have a little bit more left. But right. Do you want to yeah. address this first? Okay. So I know that you say you've got abandonment issues from your father. And that you really love him, but that you're worried about that stuff. In your head, though, you can't even possibly bring up the abandonment issues for your father. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's a scapegoat. I think you're just, I think it's a really good excuse for you. I think it's a great excuse for you to say, oh, that's why I'm having the panic attacks, is because my father left me, which, yes, is very traumatizing as a child, but he's not your father. He is obviously. He's a completely different person. And I think that's something that you need to distinguish in your mind. I have dealt with my older sister has dealt with abandonment issues from her father as well that she has worked on that every man was she was like, oh, they're just going to leave me just like my father did. But then you putting that out there is honestly just a trust issue. And I think that's something that you really need to start thinking about. Yeah. That like panic attacks and crying when he leaves that it has nothing really to do with your father. It's because you don't. Well, it does. But it's just because you don't trust him. Yeah. And he doesn't give any reason for you to not trust him. And I think that that's something that you need to talk about. Like maybe are you like obviously inside of your head, you're worried that he's doing something he's not supposed to be doing. That's the only thing like you're worried that he's not doing. He's doing something he's not supposed to be doing and that he's just going to fucking leave you. And I think right. a lot of times what will happen is because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy with a lot of people. Because then you push him away. Yeah, you push him away and you think that this person is going to be just like every other person. So you push him away and you don't let him in. And honestly, that's not something that people should have to deal with. Right. Like that's a shitty way to be in a relationship would just be constantly being pushed away because the other person thinks that you're going to be the same person that you've dealt with a hundred times before. He is not your father. Stop 
confusing him and your father. Yes, you have abandonment issues, but he is a different person. You say he's doing everything to reassure you that he's not doing, that he's going to come back. That's because he's going to come back. He's going to come back. He came back. He's come back every time. You know what? He bought your ring. He's yeah. already invested. <laughs> I yeah. mean, not to make a joke out of that, but it's like it's kind of true. You know, if you think about it, the the more that he leaves and the more that, you know, especially in entertainment, you know, it is a fairly selfish career choice because you have to do what you have to do. And at the end of the day, it's going to start getting harder the more that he leaves knowing that you're at home crying because he's gone and then he's not going to want to come home. Yeah. And like that is exactly what you said. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy that like I think that a lot of also what you need to really work on is why don't you like to be alone? Like what inside of you comes out when you're alone? Because that's also having to deal with it like Yeah, why can't you be happy? Why can't you be happy without him? Because that's obviously what it is. That's the thing. And like especially when someone I understand I've done this in the past. Like you are with someone that is your rock, that is your stability. And when they're not there, you fall apart. But giving someone that much pressure is hard. It's a lot of fucking pressure. And I think that's something that you need to, you know, talk to someone about. And it's great that you talk to your mom, but it's also hard because moms don't see that sometimes (laughs) with their kids. You know, like it's hard to watch, but that is what it is, is that you just – can't deal with your mind because you know you're because you're thinking those things of what he's doing out there and even if you're not even if you say oh no i don't think about those things that's obviously what it is yeah you know you're worried about what he's doing out there and you're scared of being alone and that's something that like you know maybe you should go on a trip by yourself yeah you know i think that you need to spend some more time with you like and every time you have like a panic attack Talk yourself down from it. But you have to, like, rather than just, like, waiting for it to go away, which is something that I've tried to include in my panic attacks. I do still have panic attacks fairly often. And when I do, I try to get – I just put myself in the bathroom and I'm like, why am I feeling this way? Yeah. Why is this happening? Why can't I breathe? Why do I feel like I'm about to die? Pinpoint it. Say it out loud. Like, what is it that triggered this? Because it's not just that he's not there. Mm -hmm. It's, It's something else. Absolutely. And if you do need to talk to a professional about that, which is usually how you figure out, that's how I figured out what mine is. I mean, when you can find your triggers, then you can talk yourself down from them. And I think that you just need to like, girl, you got to do you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've been with him for three years. You said you're getting your associate's degree. I'm assuming you're in your very early 20s, which means that like you've been with him. That's like a hard transitional age to be with someone. Yeah. And that you guys are also going through like early 20s is hard because everything fucking changes i mean there's a lot of times in your life that's hard because everything fucking changes but like especially you're already engaged he's starting to do better he's getting these jobs Mm -hmm. and you're just getting you know it's like you're getting your college degree and everything and all of these changes are coming you're about to be like slapped in the fucking face with being an adult oh real hard and you you have to find comfort in yourself because you can't just take it from someone else. Well, he, she continues on uh, in the letter. Mom and I came up with a solution which involves me quitting my job and only taking online classes so that I could travel with him. This is something that I thought he would totally love. I told him this, and at first he freaked out a little bit because he would have to support us both and, of course, not be able to go out to eat, watch 
a movie whenever we want. This really wasn't the reaction I expected from him. I don't care about having extra money. I don't need anything extra. And if it means we can be together and happier, then I don't need to make extra money or attend on-campus classes. He kind of came around to the idea, but I can tell he is still freaked out about not being able to support us both. Something needs to change, and I'm not sure what. Now I'm feeling guilty, feeling guilty because in this case, he would have to support me, and why can't I just be the one who changes and doesn't have a problem with it? This is the hardest decision I've ever had to make, and I'm trying not to feel hopeless. Love you guys, Wednesday. Okay. Even earlier in this email, you said that I could travel around with him, but that's not something I really would want to do. Mm-hmm. You even said that in this email. <laughs> you know, and it's like, which, it, yeah, it does seem like that's a great solution because then you're with him all the time. But I think that the fact that he brought up the money thing, which is a big issue. And he, if you're an inner, if he's an entertainer, not stable money. Uh, yeah, that's not stable money at <laughs> all. And nor is it good money. No. But also, again, it's that like same thing with like the fact that he's a damn good entertainer is it's selfish. Mm-hmm. He needs to do it on his own for a while. Yeah. You know, that's part of the reason, you know, it's like you see like stand-ups that go on tour and stuff like that. You know, they leave people behind because it's hard to work solely on your work and your passion when you have the person you love there. Not the saying that, like, he doesn't want you there. Yeah. It's not even that. It's just, like, it's hard to do. Well, I think what people don't get about entertainers uh, and stand-ups and musicians and people like that is that they think, like, wow, you work, like, one hour a night. That must be great. It's like, no. You are preparing for that one hour all day long. You're working on that one hour. You're working on getting shit where it should be, thinking about the show from the night before, thinking about what went wrong, what can go better it. the next time, criticizing it, thinking about it, going over it, uh, and then you go out on stage the next time. So if you go out on tour with him, you're at his job with him all the time. And and he obviously loves you very much, so he wants to spend time with you, he wants to talk to you. Obviously, but when he's out there, he's at wo- he's working. Like, he's... At work, even if he's just in a hotel room by himself, he's at work. Uh, And I know that I couldn't deal with, I don't think I could do my work and hang out with my girlfriend at the same time. Like, you know, as much as I love her, like if I was sitting here editing a show and she's like sitting there, like sitting right next to me the whole time, like I'd feel bad and I would... And not just feel bad, but also just like want to hang out with her. Right. And be like, oh, you're here, oh, man. Let, let's fuck around. Let's hang out. And then I'm not going to get my work done. Right. It was the same with I. I usually ask Doug not to come when we have like big industry shows and stuff like that because afterwards I need to schmooze. I yeah. need to, you know, I need to talk to people. I've work to do after the show, and I can't be like, baby, I love you so much. Thank you for coming. Even though I want to be with him, mm-hmm. but I'll see him when I get home. Like it's like. We don't see each other very often either, even though we live in the same house. Yeah. And, like, we still don't see each other very often. And part of it, though, is learning to enjoy being by yourself. Of Think of all the shit you could get done yeah. while he's out of town. You know, it's like, like find something. Like, I know, like, you're, you're in school, and, like, I don't know if you're working towards, like, your passion or what you want to do. But if you find something that you want to work towards – then it makes those times not so dire and not so scary because you have your passion to work on. Yeah, exactly. 
something else, something creative, something. And it doesn't even have to be anything creative. No. You know, it could be, it could be fucking anything. Anything. And fucking it's just like anything at all. Just get need, passionate about something and yeah. have something to focus on. You just need to learn to be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. Which is hard. I have struggled with it. I still sometimes it's hard for me to be by myself. Me I too. usually will do anything to not. I'll go sit at my job and talk to <laughs> the people I work with just so I don't have to sit in my house by myself. Mm-hmm. But you also sometimes, there are days when I'm like, no, nope, I'm fucking here. I'm going to deal with my demons <laughs> on the inside. And it's like, you know, it's like exactly, it induces panic attacks and that sucks. But you have to force yourself through it yeah. because you're stronger than that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't think you should do online classes. No. I think you should go out and visit. You're not going to get the education that you need. No, it's not not the same. No. And going out to visit him for a few weeks, I know it's not exactly what you want, but, like, then he can set aside that time when you go out there to be able to spend it with you. Then he can put what he's doing, you know, just, like, even at night. Like, he can mentally prepare, like, okay, then those few weeks, then, like, I'll do the show. and then But, like, then he can prepare for mm-hmm. when you come into town so he doesn't have to be so stressed out because that's extremely stress- stressful for him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not that – I don't think it's, like, you know – I think it's great that you're trying to figure it out and that you're working towards a change, like anything to make it work, because that is what being in a relationship is. It's just you got to fucking make it work. You know, it's hard. and You got to make it work. But I think that the change is within you, not something peripheral. No, nope. it's fucking very much at your core. And it's something that needs to be addressed. And you can do that. Yeah. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. A good cool. episode. Thank you guys so much for writing in. Yeah, yeah. If you, uh, if any of the rest of you have any kind of uh, comments or uh, questions for us, cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. And uh, fuck, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. I got by. <laughs>